Welcome to That Being Said Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. A quick sip of beer so I don't sound like... Actually, I'll mute it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So um, the way the audio works is when I download it off Squadcast, it comes in two separate files. So your audio and our audio. Oh, so cool. if you want to have like a sip of coffee or something while we're talking. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> very fancy (laughs) yeah cool all right good um okay well so welcome back to episode it's three it is three three of season two which is really exciting um this week we have a special guest which is super exciting because it's one of our fave people friend of the show yes literally (laughs) you would have seen this person on the potty like you know or in some shape or form in the sense of like photos which which is quite clear to say that we have james from who shot the photographer with us um yay yay as wild hey i'm like we're so excited yeah i'm excited too hey honestly it's i feel very hashtag uh, blessed to be here uh (laughs) chatting to you guys right now it's always nice to have a yarn james has been like with podcasts since day one. Yeah, Very, you have. Yeah. Have, OG, yeah. really. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, pre, pre-podcast. pre <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, like, like we said, like um, having James on here was really exciting because of like, you know, we have that connection in the sense of like, you know, he's very down to earth and chill. Uh, his values are very similar to ours. So yeah. we thought it'd be really cool to have him on here to sort of explain his life and all the jazz and stuff that goes on. Um. Yeah, so really excited. Cool. So, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Um, James, like t- to give our listeners a bit of context, do yeah. you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my species is human and I am, uh, so basically um, I am a wedding and elopement photographer and I'm originally from the UK. I moved to Canberra in 2014. Uh, I love Australia. I love it here. I'm a citizen now, so good luck getting rid of me um which is great uh but yeah so i spend my day in day out basically obsessed with cameras light um capturing weddings elopements all that jazz uh and yeah i don't know i i just like doing a lot of different things but photography is my main passion in life for sure um you know i uh, i don't know i i could talk about it and i know all the philosophy around it as well i have so much philosophy around photography and kind of what it really matters i think to have um, I mean, couples portraits like my specialty, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've so much to say about it. Uh, I get very, very passionate yeah. about it. If anyone kind of, I guess, has seen me, they know that sometimes like, I get very, very passionate about these things. But it's all because I care, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I like authenticity. Authenticity to me is is very, very important because you know the world is you know it, it can be very, very manicured at times, uh, and I just think mm. that's all bullshit. Um, so I like people to come as they are, like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, once said, and I. Th- no and that's like what we love so like what I guess what sort of made you pick this career path like have you always been like super passionate I guess in the creative aspect of things in life like growing up and stuff or yeah what a good question well look I I mean I grew up when I was younger with my dad um you know he took a lot of uh, photos of the family and stuff like that and I grew up in the 90s a lot of film so you know I don't know I remember I had my first my first ever camera was a Canon Sure Shot WP1, which is this cute little 35 millimeter waterproof camera with beautiful red piping along the side of it. Um, and I basically do spend all my pocket money and stuff on going to get film developed because I don't know my dad really got me into it. Um, but I used to be quite creative when I was younger. I actually used to do a bit of acting as well. Um, one of my Ooh. small claims to fame is that I was nearly cast as the boy in About a Boy with Hugh Grant. Um, which was taken, oh my god! Which was taken by Nicholas Holt in the end. So uh, not bitter, <laughs> totally fine. Over <laughs> now, um, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I've, I've always had like a bit of creativity and flair to me, uh, flair for the theatrics. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've always liked being creative. I've always like creating. Um, so I used to be an accountant. So I've, I've got a very weird uh, history. So I did a degree in biology and a master's in conservation and wildlife management. So I'm animal wow. obsessed. And then yes, <laughs> I, I lived in Madagascar in the jungle for like six months doing research. And I came back to the UK. Long story short, job economy was fucked. So I was like, well, I'm, 
I'll become an accountant because it's just the best thing. I don't know. It was like, if I'm going to hate my job, I might as well get paid well for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally, that was my thought process because I was in a really crappy job. <laughs> going out, going around like the UK, uh, kind of doing oil site surveillance, really dry stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I, I ended up kind of moving to Australia and then going full time with my photography business in 2018. So sorry, that's probably, I don't know if that answered the question there, but yes, I have always, I felt like I've always been very <laughs> No, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a very short and sharp history of me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. You're just like <laughs> Sorry, absorbed. You're like blown away there. It's all right. Yeah. Well, because like, it's just so much. I think like, it's just crazy. Like how much you you have done and how much I guess, because like, we obviously had no idea about the accounting side of things. So I like, was like, yeah, like, I was in yeah. Did you not know that? Oh, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would, literally never would have thought that. No, because no. it's such like a, I guess to me, it's like such a boring job, like being a public servant, <laughs> like fuck that shit, so boring. So like <laughs> I don't see someone as creative as you. Um, yeah, I guess like doing accounting stuff. I yeah. It would have been like look, <laughs> that shit boring. Like, Yeah, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't a very good accountant um you know like just full disclaimer it was never my passion in life you know I certainly I, n- I never fully qualified like I was a trainee accountant oh, yeah. I, I started training accounting in 2012 in the UK and like I tried as hard as I could with it but I you know I, I don't know I have a real firm belief that people just want to try as hard as they will in life and you know you can lead a horse mm-hmm. to water but you can't make a drink and for me I just wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid of accounting um I, tr- I tried and mm. you know it, it was all right it it did well for me you know it, it, it did pay well but I don't know yeah I wasn't very good at yeah it. I guess at the end of the day yeah you have to like love what you're doing so it can be hard to like literally sit at a desk all day and be like like I hate this like I'd rather be doing something so I guess like biting the bullet and then yeah going out on your adventure is like literally yeah. incredible and Madagascar as well yeah it's crazy Man. I actually I had a little question about that oh, prepared great. in my notes. Oh, so, good. Go on. Yeah, I love was... questions. <laughs> okay, beautiful. So I was doing a little bit of a scope through Instagram and I saw the post about uh, your connection to nature, studying a bachelor's of biology and a yep. master's of conservation and wildlife management yep. and your time in Madagascar. Yeah. Um, did you mind if I quickly read like a little bit of that Do to it. our listeners yeah. just to give a bit of context for this question? Do it, man. Go for it. So I grew up watching David Attenborough docos and coming from the rule. Sorry, I'm going to start again. I grew up watching David Attenborough docos and coming from the rural part of South England, I was surrounded by the outdoors. This drove a huge passion of the outdoors and animals into me. I then went on to get a degree in biology and a master's in conservation and wildlife management from the University of Reading. Ending up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna. No, no, no. I'm. I'm, I'm not meaning to. I've mis- it's. It's weird, right? Reading is. It's actually reading. It's, it's Reading, isn't it? Yeah. It, I thought no, it was. Every, it's like, I definitely have heard oh, Reading. No, don't worry about it. Honestly, like everyone's like, oh, University of Reading, that's cool. It's about books. I'm like, no, it's just people, English people being weird again. Why do I feel like I've also heard of a festival in Reading? Oh, yeah, Reading Festival. Yeah. Oh, mate, I used to go all the time. I've always thought that was Reading. Wow. Yeah. I bet it's like just other Europeans or like other Australians being like, I went to Reading. It was so great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I then went on to get a degree in biology and a master's in conservation and wildlife management from the University of Reading, ending up doing an internship for a conservation travel company in London. However, back in 2010, I was then fortunate enough to accept a position as an assistant research officer on the island of Madagascar. This was basically one of my dreams, and I couldn't believe that I was able to then go on and spend six months teaching volunteers about animals and living in the middle of the jungle. Out there, my role was to educate, research, and explore. The whole journey was a massive growing experience for me. Coming from a first world country where I'd lived a pretty privileged life, I soon realised the challenges that people faced outside of the UK and it was an eye-opening experience to say the least. So just picking on that, I just wanted to ask if you'd be able to give us some of the insight that that trip gave you and how you've carried this through your life and your work today. Oh man, what a question. I love that. That's that's a banger of a question. Okay, so when, so look, I, I totally accept when I grew up, I'm very, I'm like, white you know cis male privilege i you know i grew yeah. up in a in a you know pretty well family we didn't have to worry about much um so you know i lived in like the south of the uk where everyone there wears like fucking tweed caps and talks about hunting foxes and shit it's it's so it's like the most it just reeks of privilege the whole place right so for me then to kind of 
how old was I? I would have been 21 or something like that. And for me to then go over to Madagascar, which is um, part of Africa and obviously over there, uh, you know, it is it is a, a third world country. And with that, you know, there are a lot of uh, challenges there with poverty, for example. So when I first arrived mm-hmm. in Madagascar, immediately you are confronted by the difference between somewhere like, for example, London, where I flew out of, and um, the capital of Madagascar, which is called Antananarivo, but they call it Tana for short but you go there and it has you know things you would expect um in a you know not in a not such privileged country you know um people children who were obviously uh, begging asking for money and stuff like that and it was very confronting because yeah again living in the bubble of the uk and stuff like that you you just do not see that um and you, you just really get to see the other side of the coin and it, it really i know it really kicked me in the gut uh, it's it's yeah. it really wakes you up, and it would be things like I remember even um, you know going to drop my passport off down this like random alley with this bloke who had like a cap on, and he was like, oh yeah, I need to like have a look at your visa and get it sorted. And I just went literally just down this random alley and just dropped my passport off, and my brain was like, Jesus, like if if this is like if I'm getting set up here, like I'm really fucked. Like I've just lost my passport mm-hmm. to some random bloke in an alley, and you know it wasn't like that, and it, and it's you know, it really does wake you up. And I say that, you know, and I appreciate people might hear that and be like, wow, dude, you sound like, like, you know, you you just sound like you have these really bad assumptions of everybody. But it's, I don't know, it was really like eye opening to then over time, realize that, you know, we're all, we're all people. And, you know, throughout the whole time I lived there, um, it definitely confronted my, my views on things I have as well. Um, yeah, oh, there's just so many things that honestly, I, I did, I just grew so much, I think. So that was a big growing point. I think being exposed to, to that kind of other culture, you really start to grow up. Um, there was another, there's always like one story I always remember, which is where um, basically I went out there and I was like, right, you know, you're going to be a research assistant research officer. You're going to be there every day doing research. You're going to be, you know, going, looking at chameleons, looking at lemurs looking at snakes, all this stuff, educating people. And I remember um, kind of the head of the outfit out there one time. We had this, we had all these school kids come over. And then um, at the end of it, basically, uh, I, I talked to the bloke in charge and he said, oh, you know, James, you're going to have to go and take all these kids down, like 20 kids or so, by a bus to the middle of Madagascar because we were right in the north. And Madagascar is twice the size of the UK. So this is roughly a 12-hour um, bus ride through like the middle of basically Madagascar, um, you know, yeah. and it has, you know, and, it, and it's like, you go on the website and you look at, you know, obviously people's uh, first world country assessments of, you know, potential threats and dangers, you know, it does say out there, you know, there were, when I went out there, you know, there was some slight civil unrest and obviously, you know, tab- traveling in a taxi bus halfway down the country, um, you know, on my own with these random school kids, I was pretty terrified. And I said to my, I said to my bot, I said to the guy at the time, I was like, Hey man, like, you know, I didn't come out here to be like a taxi service for these kids. I, d- I didn't do that. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to sit here and look at animals. And he said, I remember him saying like, you know, this is your, this is your job. This is what you're here to do. So I want you just to do it and, and just to get on with it. And, you know, and, and there was nothing mm-hmm. I could do. And I remember at the time I was like, Oh God, what an asshole. This guy's like, what a dick. Um, and then I did it and obviously it was fine. Nothing bad happened. It was all fine. Um, and, and it went off absolutely fine. And I don't know, that was like another point where I was like, you know, you, you got a job to do, you got to do it. Okay. Here I'm saying like, I'm the worst fucking accountant in the world. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I appreciate that. But yeah, again, I think, you know, when you've got a job to do, you've just got to suck it up and, and do it. Um, yeah. Obviously to a degree, if someone's like, oh, I want you to go out and I don't know, like, burn an orphanage down you're like okay not in my job description mate but <laughs> but you know like it, it is that thing of saying well you know you, you have got to kind of pull your weight and you've got to do the work um and that was a that was a really big learning point for me that to be absolutely honest with you it really was um and i think as well just i don't know just living in the middle of the jungle you know you're eating right i eat kind of rice and beans three times a day you know you don't have i didn't have a cold drink for about like three months or something like that um you know like we wow. used to have i don't know in the jungle like if we had a if we had a really good day we used to get a bottle of coke but it was like a coke like left in a tent in a glass bottle like nothing was cold and i don't yeah. know it, it, it's just these small things you take for granted it really made me grow um and just being 
you know, it's just having to deal with stuff. Um, you know, yeah, those are probably some of the biggest. I mean, so many stories I could tell, but I don't know. For for that, at least, for, for that at least, I don't. I'm appreciate. I I talk a lot, so I don't want to like keep, <laughs> That's fine. keep going. But I don't know. I yeah, I, I just recommend it. I think everybody should. I think everybody should travel. I think everybody needs to go and see what the other side of the coin is like because it just it kicks you in the gut and it makes you grow up yeah. so quick, like so quick. I had a similar experience, definitely on a different scale um james went to madagascar i went to brisbane but i don't think people so we're from canberra right canberra has a very high level of education and a very high uh general income level i went to a different capital city which was still a capital city and i was like whoa there is homelessness there is drug problems i am so sheltered i have and like i immediately recognized the presumptions that I was putting on these people around the city and I was like wow you need to like reassess and come back yeah it you know it does yeah stuff like that it does you know yeah it's a hard thing hey I mean like and everything's relative do you know what I mean kind of Mm. I, I think you know you you know nobody should beat themselves up for going to these places and then becoming aware of the issues um but it, yeah it does it does yeah it does open your eyes mm. And I guess as well, like, I guess your personal development as well, I guess, throughout the years and like, you know, from, you know, that experience, how's, how has that sort of like expanded through as like you sort of getting older um, and I guess those relationships with people, I guess, as well, like your own personal development and how you, you know, how you see things and, you know, forming relationships with others? Yeah. Oh, look, I, oh, yeah, I'm always learning. I'm always learning, um, mm. you know, like I'm a big believer in like therapy and all this stuff and just trying to like, you know, trying to understand the mind and personal development. I think it's really big. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, it, it's good to be vulnerable. You know, you should be vulnerable. Yeah. You should admit when you don't know something and you should listen to people who know what they're talking about. And, you know, yeah, I, I think it's such a big thing, personal development. And it's very hard. You know, you go into it and, you know, it, it's like, as I say, you know, I had that bloke being like, look, dude, it's your job. you got to do it. Um, yeah. And I, you know, at the time I was like, oh, well, oh, bullshit. But I look back and I'm like, man, I'm really glad he said that to me. Because, you know, you do it and it makes you feel really vulnerable. You're like, oh, my God, like, this isn't what I expected. This isn't uh, yeah, I can't, Yeah. And it really. Yeah, I guess, like, experiences like that as well, I guess, like, it's, I get, like you said, it's an eye opener. But, yeah, if you didn't really take that on, you know, like, you, you sort of learn from those things as well um so yeah has that like I guess that's sort of like has that sort of evolved throughout like your life and sort of you know when something sort of comes up do you sort of sometimes think back to that moment um you know where you guess you were uncertain or like you know that's like you know bullshit or whatever and you know sort of taken that and just done it yeah oh absolutely yeah totally like one of my favorite things I love constructive criticism um I like Mm. people I like people telling me my fortune it's it's very it's very freeing when people are just like, hey man, you know, you, you do X, Y, and Z, or you know this and that, or I notice you do that and this. You know, it's like in therapy that that shit's super confronting. You know, because people do ask questions like yeah. that, and you do you do dive into that. But that's how you grow. Like you got to rip the fucking wound open, and then you got to get in there and be like, right, okay, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this stuff? Um, and I do, and I do think that you know, I one of my favorite, I like being bad at things. Uh, because it shows yeah. that I'm going to grow. You know, it's like when I first started doing film photography, like, I don't know, I've uh, I've made like every, I've made so many mistakes. Like, with, <laughs> I don't know, like if anyone follows me doing my film stuff, like, I don't know, I've, I've bought all these old cameras from the 1970s and, you know, like, I'll, I'll get them and like, I'll, I'll put a whole roll of film through it and I'd have like pushed one lever wrong and the whole film gets buggered up. And you know, yeah. then I'm like, oh, great. I've just spent $25 on a roll, $25 to get developed and I've got nothing to show for it. But, you know, like you learn from your mistakes. And, yeah, I, I do always try and think back to those moments where, you know, I, I was told my fortune. I think it's a good thing. People don't – I and that's for me, you know. It, it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing. Yeah, and I guess, like, for some, like, it can be confronting as well. But, yeah, I think, like, one the one time that sticks to me in a sense of with your film is the time we had actually – done the film and like it was like you had put it through all the lighting or something time was wrong but like you still like you were still able to recover from that and still at least get like you know some things that still worked 
Um, and like literally your work's amazing. All your film stuff is like really like it's, I, I feel like it's blowing up, like the lighting and all that's really cool. So I guess as well, that's sort of leading into like, I guess a side hustle in a sense. And like, I guess you sort of touched on it uh, briefly, like your dad and stuff. Um, is that sort of what grew your passion as well to start film? Not necessarily like, you know, branching off a little bit from, you know, the photography and the elopements and sort of doing your side hustle. How's that been for you, I guess? Oh, I love it. Like it's so it, <laughs> honestly, like it's so good. Like I just literally just first I got some film back. I've been doing with another model local in Canberra, um, Thea Jade, and like, oh, I'm so excited to share it because like it makes me, um, God, I don't. I'm trying to like just just kind of get it out. So with me in elopements and weddings and stuff, like it's what I do. I love it. Like it's my big, big passion. It's why I do it is my job and stuff like that. I love it. It's so cool. And like the cameras I use for that, you know, the digital, the top of the line, the weatherproof, like that, you know, they're, they're like workhorses. Like they'll get the shit, they'll get job done. Um, with film, yeah. I like it because it's a challenge. Like there's something about it, oh, man, I'll tell you what it is. It's like, it's so, it makes you feel so present when you're working with film mm. You know, there's no feedback. And I love that because, you know, it's like the digital camera, the digital age. So many times people will take a, they'll take like a photo of themselves. You're like, that looks like garbage. <laughs> like it's gone. And, you know, there's no, yeah. there's no commitment to it. There's no commitment to the art. And with film, you, you've got to commit. And it's like when I shoot on this type of film camera called medium format, like these huge negatives, like you get 10 shots in a roll sometimes and the roll might cost you 25 bucks and it might cost you another 25 bucks to get developed. And if you're just, if you're like mucking around and there's nothing wrong with mucking around with it to be fair, but like, yeah, if, you know, if you don't, if you don't commit yourself to it and you don't focus and understand what you want to get out of it, you're just burning money. And I like, yeah. oh, I love the constraint. I, I like the constraint. And also it, it feels different for me because I feel like, especially on Instagram. And it's funny because I'll, I do a lot of different stuff with who shot the photographer. So for example, I also do newborns and maternity and nobody knows I do that stuff because they're like, Oh, you know, you don't ever do, honestly, you do elopements. We didn't think you did like maternity stuff and newborns. I'm like, no dude, I love doing that, but I've got to play the Instagram game. You know, like you've got to show, you know, and I, you know, I sometimes hate that shit because I'm just like, dude, I love, doing other stuff. I love landscape photography. You know, I got into doing elopements because like it's a combination of my love of like capturing people and listening to them and listening to who they are and my love of landscapes and nature. And with my film work, it's basically, I can do what the fuck I want on there. And there's like this, this it, like I'm just going to be releasing some weird stuff soon. And it's so cool because it's just, it's weird. And I like it because it's, it's meant to, I think art is meant to make you think. And, you know, my love of the film work is, is like my pure creativity. You know, I can go to a model and say, hey, what I'm going to do is we're going to do this shoot where I'm only going to use a red light. And, you know, I want you we're going to try and communicate, you know, how it feels to be in locked in COVID in isolation, which is this project I just did recently. And, you know, that kind of stuff I could never show on Who Shot a Photographer because like people don't give a shit about that. They don't. Like, and I mean that in the nicest way because people come there for the elopements. You know, it's it's a bit yeah, yeah. If all of a sudden I'm like, hey, here's this really creepy photo I've got of this, you know, awesome model in a shower with an axe, like in a red light, people will be like, right, what the hell? What's happened to James? Is he all right? Um, whereas, <laughs> whereas like with the film stuff, it, it's just, I can be so creative. And I love that because, yeah, again, it's it's the release from that Instagram game of me being able to showcase what I love creating and, and exploring that so yeah I, I love it. it's, oh. yeah and I guess that's the thing as well like it's I get like definitely understand what you mean in the sense of like you know with the, who shot the photographer you sort of have to play the Instagram gra- uh, game sorry um and sort of I guess keeping up not that well I guess the persona in a sense of like yeah it's like this is what I do mm. um and then yeah I guess getting creative on your other side of things with your film is like really awesome to see I guess as well because yeah you feel I feel like you're more present I or not that you're less any less present in um you know who shot the photographer mm-hmm. but with film like it's yeah a lot more creative which is yeah. awesome yeah as someone like who works with their hands what really struck me with what you just said there is like the commitment that's required mm-hmm. so I'm a mechanic right yeah uh you can you can stuff around and you can build stuff, but like there's something just so real 
and beautiful about like sitting in a dusty garage with like just a fluorescent light over you, like trying to tune an engine with just one single screw. Like I really understand what you mean when you're talking like you have to, you have to do it. You have to be in it. Yeah. That's cool. I love the fact that you enjoy that. Like, but that, that's it, right? This is the whole big thing. I think what like, our generation is now chasing it's being present because like you know every oh man every i was talking to someone about the other night but it's like every you know all phones want to do all facebook instagram all these buggers want to do tiktok they just all they want you to do is look at your phone they don't want you to go outside Mm. they don't want you if they had it their way you'd just be locked on your phone the whole time and like yeah i get it i'm part of the problem i'm on here being like hey look at my cool things on instagram but like that that's what people want you to do you know friggin zuckerberg and everyone had it they would have you glued to your phone and so many people are but it's like you know that feeling when i'm sure you've had it you know when you go away or you just go somewhere and you you don't look at your watch for hours and all of a sudden you're like shit it's like 7 hours later how did that happen that's because like you're just living in the present and i think that yeah, that's what everyone this day is chasing. We're all chasing that. You know, we're all trying to just be present. You know, everyone always talks about it. But when you get into something where it is just like, you know, like you, you say, you know, like you with like tuning an engine under fluorescent light, like that's your whole focus. And that is like what I think living is about. Like, you know, it, yeah. creating experiences. And it's like, yeah, whenever I do film, like, man, I, I, I don't care half the time because I'm just out there. I'm not looking at the screen. You know, I might take the most god-awful photos but i don't care because i'm like oh we'll just see what it turns out like and maybe it'll turn out crap i don't really care because it's the experience of doing it and yeah i i don't know i I just that's why i think it's just such a good thing because it's such like a philosophy it's not even about the film the halftime it's just the fact it's like i went out exploring waterfalls the other day um with fear again and like we just you know it's just you're just looking at stuff and taking photos and you're not like, Oh no, I didn't get the exposure right in that thing. I better retake it and I better get that right. And well, that's what's fucking about. And you know, you're just like, Oh cool. Waterfall. Bang. There's a photo. Cool. Let's see what happens. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, I guess like as well, I guess another, I guess a topic, I guess that we want to touch on as well, um, I guess is sort of balancing you know, a social life while, you know, having a business as well? Like, has mm. that, if anything, has that been a bit hard for you or has it opened, your, like, your doors, I guess, to, you know, creating with more people, um, more friendships, you know, sort of expanding from film and, you know, photography? Yeah. Mm. Oh, what a good question. You guys, you guys are very good at – oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> so just quick disclaimer, if I use the word guys, dude, man, I do apologise. Uh, oh, trying... these are gender-neutral terms. Okay. These are gender-neutral like, terms. Nah, because, like, people pull me up and I'm really sorry. I don't wish to offend anybody. It's, like, what I've grown up with listening to all this stuff and I, I try so hard not to do it. So, yeah, again, if anyone's listening, this thing I'm trying to uh, do that, I'm certainly not. So I do apologise in advance. Um, I like to try and be a bit aware of my language, um, even if I do F and Jeff like a sailor. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I think like swearing and then being inclusive are different things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know cool. what I mean? Okay. Good, good, good. Um, so yeah, look, so one thing I say as well is, is I love, I love what I do with a passion. Um, you know, mm. one thing which obviously does, it, it does, um, it does suck a bit is obviously weekends really aren't a thing for me. Um, it can be, yeah. it can be very, very hard for me to find a lot of social time to be social. And, you know, it's the typical thing where people will be like, oh, we're all going to go out on, like, Friday night. And I'm like, I can't go out and get messed up because, like, I've got a wedding on Saturday. I can't really be – I mean, I try not to drink too much these days anyway. But um, I don't know. And then, obviously, people are like, oh, we're all going to have a barbecue Saturday. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm doing a wedding. And, yeah, again, like, you know, I, I love what I do. But, obviously, it's a, it's a very hard thing. And um, mm. for me, I am trying – I do want to start trying to implement it where um, I do have um, one weekend free a month um with COVID it obviously has made it a lot harder and I have put in extra hours to kind of make up for kind of I guess the the kind of impact on the economy and stuff like that but yeah it's hard and I think for me the best thing I ever did I think for my social life whilst working was to get a work phone um if anybody has a I don't know a job or sort of stupid what a stupid thing to say <laughs> and if anybody has like i guess like a side hustle job thing going on um 
like separate the two go to aldi go and you can go to aldi this is what i did you just go and get like literally a five dollar sim like that's it and you can go and get like a cheap iphone off of marketplace it doesn't have to be anything fancy but just something so then you can separate your emails from your life because you know honest to god the worst thing you know you know and i only started getting a work phone i think maybe last february that was like the moment where i was like right i'm actually going to do this um because a friend of mine mentioned it and i was like okay that's a really good idea because the worst thing is before that i'll be like hanging around with people and i'll be like oh, i'm going to change the music and then all of a sudden i might send an email being like hey james we need to organize x y and z and, and immediately my brain isn't like oh, i'm hanging out with people it's like oh shit i've got to do that job tomorrow like what am i going to do about that so yeah. And, and like setting work hours for myself um so i can go off mm. and like you know so i i mean i only do only work like um monday nights now which is which was a really hard thing for me to do because when i first started i was doing every night day in and day out um yeah, and, wow. yeah and, and it's a lot and you know like yeah okay you've got to get it off the ground but it, it did affect my personal relationships there's no doubt about it um it, it wasn't healthy and so for me then to say, right, Monday night's the only night I'm working, it kind of scared me to start with because I was like, man, I'm going to lose so much business. No one's going to want to like, no one's, no one's going to be really annoyed with me. Um, and nobody was and nobody gives a shit. But it means that now yeah. when I do have times off and days off, I'm not worrying about work. Like I don't worry about it anymore. Um, so that's like in terms of talking about how, you know, it's affected my personal life. Yeah, socializing is hard and obviously with i mean a very current thing i'm not going to dwell on it too much but with COVID at the moment i'm basically living like a hermit um which is very hard because yeah. you know i can't afford to get COVID because if i do then obviously i'm going to potentially miss out on a couple's wedding that's a huge thing because I, I don't want people to do that um and obviously i'm very aware of potentially long COVID being a thing where then you know you get fatigue and then obviously if someone's like we want to go and it'll open the blue mountains and i'm there like <gasps> it's yeah it doesn't really work so you know that's also hard but look you know apart from that it's something I've definitely struggled with um but I think you know I think in terms of talking about the positives at least um you know the film Mm. community especially and the photography community it is really really good um it's funny I think that when photographers start, and I, I will say this, and I'll be very honest about this, you know, I think it's very easy to become an island. It's very easy to be like, hmm, all these people are my competitors. What am I going to do? Like, those, like <laughs> you know, you, you kind of really get, yeah. you get a really, I mean, look, at least I did. I got a really silly ego thing about it. I was like, oh, these people are my competitors. Like, you know, I can't be friends with them. And then, I don't know, someone invites me out for this, like, photographer's thing. And I was like, man, is this, like, a trap? Are they going to, like ask are they gonna like are they like tricking me here and then you just kind of realize that there's enough yeah you know there's enough pie for everybody in the world and i don't Mm. know and and that was huge and now like you know i i love the photography community in canberra it's awesome you know everyone has each other's backs like i love referring um other photographers if i'm booked for a day you know I, i it's a really nice wholesome thing um and yeah, the film photography especially is super nerdy. You know, everyone is, you know, I'll just like nerd out with people in the dark or about, I don't know, what kind of films to shoot and all this stuff. And yeah, it, it's really nice. Like the, the, the community is great. If, if if anyone's a photographer and they're starting out and they're not sure, like just go and connect with photographers. Go and reach out to me or something. Just, you know, because we all, we all want to help each other. We really do. There's enough pie for everybody in the world. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So obviously your industry was heavily impacted by the pandemic and I'd love to know kind of like what March 2020 looked like for you um and since then have you seen a shift towards smaller like more intimate ceremonies and do you think that's been out of necessity or people reassessing their values oh (laughs) I love talking about this um (laughs) so I I will be honest with you um COVID affected me in a really good way um for, for 2020 because elopements like i've believed in elopements for a long time uh because yeah i mean my and the thing is i think it's funny because people see me doing elopements yeah again yeah again it's the instagram game you know i play the instagram game and i'm and i'm like elopements 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 and i you know i'm not here to shit on traditional weddings at all i've done loads of them i have i do loads of them i love them the thing i care about most is people having conscious choices for a day that represents them because I think so often there's, there's so much 
bloody nonsense which goes on and people end up you know couples end up having the start of their marriage with debt you know rather than that that's what they start their relationship their, their marriage with debt not like this really awesome adventure and so for me I'm, I'm here to just kind of you know whenever I talk about my passion with elopements and having this more conscious effort it, it's 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 to kind of empower couples to have the day they want and not feel like they're railroaded into being like you know i've talked to so many couples who are like yeah we didn't really enjoy much of our wedding day because you know we just spent all the time shaking everyone's hands and talking to people who we hadn't seen in like Mm. we had to invite anyway and it's that whole thing of like the invite anyway which is the the i don't know it yeah again it's just for me like if i was ever going to get married in a lobe i would do it next to a volcano because i'm just like fuck it why not like (laughs) you know like why not and i you know i get that's you know that's not for everybody but and that's why I've, I've believed in elopements for so long and so when covid hit it's actually funny because um i don't know if it's really funny but i had an american couple come over because <laughs> they wanted to elope um they wanted to elope in blue mountains and uh you know i think it was something like the 17th of march they eloped in the blue mountains it was an amazing day super fun um and then literally i think two or three days later that's when like the shit hit the fan and they had planned to like do this whole trip around New Zealand. They had to go back to the States. Um, but then after that, you know, I think that people, obviously eloping was kind of the only way you could do things to start with. But the more I talked to people, the more I realized that it wasn't, I find that it wasn't, I don't think out of necessity a lot of the time. Mm. I think that people are starting to realize that there's there's other ways to get married. And when I get a lot of the inquiries I get, yeah. couples do typically say, we didn't know this was a thing until we saw your photos and we read about it. And like, I made this trailer, this video, which shows me doing it. And they were like, we didn't know this was a thing, but this is what we wanted. Because I find that couples, you know, a lot of couples are introverted. A lot of couples don't want all the big fanfare, you know, and, and the good thing is, you know, couples can have these intimate days and moments. And then they can have a big party and piss up with their mates down the pub in a few months' time or something like that. I know so many couples have done that. You know, like this couple I went to in Tasmania. I, they eloped in Tasmania in February 2020. And, you know, we had a great few days there and it was awesome. But then, you know, they had a party later on down the line with their friends. Um, and it was great. And, you know, it gives it gives couples that space for them to have the day they want in this adventure. Um, and yeah, again, that, that's choice. You know, I want to make just really, really clear. I'm definitely not uh, getting <laughs> crap on traditional ways. I love them. You know, all I care about is people being happy. And, you know, when people, when people aren't happy because they haven't had the day they wanted, because they feel it was railroaded into something they didn't originally envision, that's when I have a problem with it. Um, but with elopements, yeah, the, the people are, and it's like now, honestly, so many couples I work with now, you know, I think hardly ever people are doing it now out of necessity. It is this thing of like, we want to go to, I was talking to a couple the other day, they want to go and elope at this lighthouse on the coast. You know, and they're like, we're going to go there. Then we're going to go for like a walk through the national park. And, you know, like th- that's just how they want their day. So I think that elopements are a real thing, you know, and, and it's like, I think that sometimes people think that elopements, elopements are this kind of cop-out thing. You know, they'll be like, oh, we had yeah they have, they have to elope you know they just want to get the paperwork done it's like no dude these people want to like roll around in like the blue mountains to see a waterfall and then watch the sunset and like pop a bottle of champagne together and just like just just be together like that's what they want to do um yeah i feel like that's like the big like misconception i guess with I, elopements yeah when, when you said like people just didn't think it was an option obviously like i knew elopements were an option but I really thought an elopement meant like you and your partner mm. just going to an office, getting it done mm. and leaving. And there was so many times when me and my partner, when we were wedding planning, we were talking about like, like, let's like screw this. I really just want to like go to Vegas or something, mm. um, do like a little Vegas wedding because I, I, I really didn't realize that you could have pretty beautiful picturesque elopements. Like, mm. A photographer and an elopement that was that was just a foreign concept to me and i'm now deep into wedding planning like she's a done deal at this point <laughs> but <laughs> there's been so many times through it where me and my partner have been like screw this let's just call james let's just <laughs> do this let's get it done yeah and you know and, and yet again like i also understand there's a lot of um cultural things in there as well you know so you know yeah. it's not it's not it just doesn't work for some people and yeah again like that's awesome you know as i say all i care about is people being happy you know and and community is really important you know yet again 
you know, that's the thing. I think people do have this conception about elopement. It's like, yeah, but just run off and don't tell anyone. It's like, elopements can be whatever the hell you want them to be. Like, it, it's just a word. Mm. And sometimes I think people are kind of, you know, I'll have couples be like, oh, yeah, but we want to do this. Is that an, a wedding or is that an elopement? I'm like, dude, you're getting married. Like, you just, <laughs> you just want to you wanna get married in the Blue Mountains with your mates hanging around you. Like, we'll just call it an elopement. Like, you know, I, I think it's the, you know, the difference I say between like an intimate wedding versus an elopement is an elopement usually involves like, you know, no set venue or just kind of going out somewhere into like, you know, the forest and nature. Yeah, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how I define it, you know. And, and yet again, these words are interchangeable. Yeah, no, that's literally, I think, I know as well, I guess as well, like elopements for me as well. I guess I also thought like it was just a time where like you sort of just go off and that's like sort of it but yeah like I guess as well you're you've really shown I guess through your photography like you can do all these like crazy like amazing things and you know capture really awesome you know photos of you doing the stuff that you love so it's just yeah it's insane it's amazing (laughs) yeah it it, it's really cool and people can do whatever they want you know like I've had it's like when my sister eloped in this ice hotel in northern Sweden, you know, like the two days before they went like, you know, husky dog sledding, going to the northern lights under the, you know, on horseback and you, you can make it whatever you want. And, you know, I've done like yeah. eight, 12 hour elopements, like they're super normal because yet again, my whole style is like, I hate posing people. Like I hate it. Like couples just. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's nothing worse than like being, you know, hold this or caress her hand or caress <laughs> yeah. his hand, do this. Like I have like, the <laughs> awkwardest photo of me. So me and Brad are the same height, right? And I have the awkwardest photo of like me on his back and it looks like I'm like trying to take him down <laughs> because I just felt like this person didn't know how to pose us. Yeah, I don't know. I like Jake, obviously, like we've worked with James as well before with an engagement session, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the like really big thing, I guess, with you, like you can make it really um just like chill, relax, and like even me like explaining it to Jake, like he was a bit nervous, but then after like you know the experience, he was just like that really was like so comfortable, um, chill, and sort of exactly, I guess, what he needed, I guess, because like I guess when you're doing like these big crazy things, like the wedding stuff could you know be really nerve wracking if they're you know posed to do this. Yeah. So I think you have a very good way of doing what you do uh, and making people feel really really comfortable, Aww. which is awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And yeah, look, I, I you know I totally get it. I don't like posing people because I just think it is is it's just bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like yeah, with the film stuff, I like doing weird cinematic shit. But like when it comes to couples, like oh god, the, uh, yeah, again the philosophy of it. You know, like it's. It, it's so awkward having your photo taken, right? Like, let, let's, you know, I always love talking about the elephant in the room. You know, you don't wake up, brush your teeth, or oh, the paparazzi are there, go make toast, go and get the paparazzi to take your photo again. Like, it's an awkward thing having your photo taken. It is, because people don't know what to do. And, you know, and especially with guys, like so many couples I'll talk to, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, I hate having my photo taken, or I don't know what to do, or I think I look daft. And, you know, I'm like, dude, that's, that's awesome. That's so normal. And I, I just believe that people are, you know, you know how to pose with each other. You know, you know how to connect. Like, you know how you fit in with each other's arms and all this stuff. And for me to go there and be like, oh, you need to hug and kiss each other. Like, that's me imposing my a, a, a fucking rule of romanticism on you. You know, some couples love kissing in front of other people. Most other couples don't. And I don't believe in going in there and being like, you need to smile and hug and kiss because that's what people think is love. It's like, that's bullshit. Like, you know, if you love holding hands and just being next to each other, that could speak volumes about the intimacy you guys share. And and, and like, that's yeah. what matters. That's when you're going to look back in like 50 years and you're going to be like, that was us. Whereas if I'm like, you need to like French kiss and make out next to this rock. You'd be <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that wasn't us, you know? Yeah, I feel like actually a great way, like, that reminds me of that, actually, we went on a cruise um, and there was, like, a photographer there and, like, obviously it was, like, you know, the photographer, it's just, I don't know. photography. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, they, <laughs> it's so horrendous. It's a photo of Jake, and he, Jake and I, sorry, and we're standing there and the dude's, like, you know, get closer to her and we're, we're fucking pretty <laughs> fucking close and he's, like, get closer, get closer. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> Like, what? And then Jake was, like, so awkward. He was just, like, I, like, it was so embarrassing because that's not, that's not what our relationship, no, not that's not what our relationship is. We are very adventurous people. Yeah. Um, We love the chill, 
lifestyle of things. So it was just really funny to like sort of see that type of stuff mm -hmm. and then changing it to stuff where you actually feel very comfortable um, in your surroundings and what you're doing. So it's just, yeah. yeah, I agree with the like whole like, oh, make out, get really close. We're like, we're pretty close at the moment. <laughs> kind of rather not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess like as well, sort of to wrap it up, like what advice I guess would you give, you know, to anyone wanting to pursue a similar path to you or who's in a similar situation? And even so, I guess, what advice you'd give your younger self, you know, <laughs> if, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, all right. So, so first thing I'd say to anybody who's like trying to start out with photography and stuff like that, um, treat it as a business. Like you've, you've got it. Like I'm saying this, if you do want to, if you said to yourself, I really like the idea of trying to do photography as a job, you have got to treat it like a business. Um, there's a really good, podcast i would recommend called photo biz x uh, by this guy called andrew helmich he's awesome i learned from him um he's fantastic you've got to treat it like a business you've got to know your worth and your value and you've got to think of yourself as an artist like everybody who does mm. art of any kind you've got to think of yourself as an artist you know it's like it's it's so important and it's hard it's really really hard to kind of get into that mindset of thinking like i create art i am an artist you know because yeah again people love to be like oh you can't say that you know it's that whole thing of the imposter syndrome you think like oh you know i just take i just take snaps of my camera it's like no dude like you think about this shit and you create something with your own eye like you're an artist and it's like anyone it's like dancers musicians all these people, if you're creating something, you know, you, you are a creator and you think about yourself mm. because that gives you value. You know, it gives you so much value. And when you start valuing yourself, that's when you start, you know, charging for your worth and your work. You know, so many people, yeah. it's the, it's the tried and it, it's like the, the trope of the photographer world where, you know, you get people being like, you know, I'll give you, you know, a hundred dollars for like 200 images. And it's just like, you know that you're not you're not valuing yourself you know and and that's fine like people are there yeah. at different stages in their life and I appreciate that but you know the sooner people start you know really understanding what they're doing and stuff it, it's so so important it, it's 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 like really paramount and yet again as soon as I started considering myself an artist and thinking about it I feel so much better and and that's like yeah really really big advice to anyone out who wants to do photography wants to do this you know really do you know, think about it like a business and just think about calling yourself an artist, you know, value yourself. You do what you create is important. You know, it doesn't matter how many fucking Instagram likes you get or what people think, like it's what your vision is and what you create. And also think about how you want to approach your people. You know, photography is, is so much, you know, it's like my approach. Like it's not even about the photo half the time. I've had couples do sessions yeah. with me and they're like, look, even if you lost all the photos, we didn't really care because we had a really nice time anyway. And, you know, and, and that exactly, yeah. and, and that's my philosophy and, and, you know, that that's my belief. So I, I encourage people to think about their philosophy with it and what they actually want to do and what they care about and not try and follow everybody else. I know it's a hard thing because I did it when I started, you know, I follow other people who are doing a good job and you're like, oh, I should be like them. And, you know, it's like I found elopements because like I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want personally a lot of the traditional stuff because that's me. How do I reflect what I do? And it's like I don't like posing couples because I would find it awkward. I would much rather have a photo of me and my partner having a very heart to heart conversation where I could look back and think, I remember telling her like, you know, what I first saw about her when I first met her and thinking how, how awesome she was and how funny and how intelligent, how creative she was. Like, I love that. And like, you know, the smile she has, like that to me is so much more beautiful, you know, than just being like, Oh, you need to hold hands and kiss because then the photo is done. <laughs> like what a fucking waste of electricity, you know, what a waste everything to charge up the batteries and your camera to go and take a, a bloody photo of just the same thing it's it's nonsense um yeah anyway so like what i would say to my younger self um i don't know like what would i say to my younger self i would just be like i'd probably say like believe in yourself more um yeah but definitely believe in yourself more like you're doing really well so just keep going mate you're doing a really good job and you know you'll, you'll do really well one day and you're doing great now and you know, just just believe in yourself. You're you're doing great, you know. And fucking, you know, you, you did great. You know, you're doing great, and you're meant to be on the path you're on. And I wouldn't probably have any advice to my younger self. I'd probably be like, "You're doing great. You're just just keep going, mate. We'll get here eventually." And that's the that's the story of life, and that's just beautiful. And you know, that's the way it's meant to be. So, yeah, my, my younger self is probably like, "Well, 
fucking thanks, mate. No, no, no <laughs> advice like crypto or anything like that. You're just going to tell me to keep it myself. No lotto numbers, no, nothing. Yeah. Like the numbers are 3, 10, 19, and 30. That'll make you millions. You won't have to do photography. <laughs> They're the angel numbers. <laughs> no, that's so, that's so awesome, I guess. Like, I, it's just, you know, we've learned so much about you. And, like, you know, you're such a bubbly, energetic, and I mean this in the best way possible, like, crazy, just, like, <laughs> I you're, like, you're, like, authentic. Yeah, like authentic. That's why, you know, we we love everything that you do. And like, that's why we always are drawn to you whenever, you know, we have ideas or, you know, even like you throwing ideas at us. Um, So it's been so bloody awesome to have mm-hmm. you on and sort of explaining your life, your, you know, your passions and all the stuff in between. Um, Yeah, it's been bloody yeah. awesome. It's been so great. Like you've had such interesting insights. It's <laughs> been like very nice to listen to. Yeah, and I think we're like we really what we knew is that we definitely wanted you on this season. Aww. So it's yeah. been awesome that you're the very first <laughs> guest on the potty. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you. What you're doing. I mean, I said this to you when we did that show anyway. But you know, I think what you're doing is really good. And you know, it's like it's nice to hear. You know, your opinions and your views on the world because it's a voice and the world needs more voices and talking about this stuff is is super important you know and like I I, I really appreciate the fact you want to have me on and you know your other guests and all this stuff like I think it's just a really awesome thing that you're you know you're sharing so much because everyone really appreciates what you're doing and are doing a really good job oh bloody stop (laughs) well thanks so much for joining us james um so thanks i guess as well to everyone listening yeah be out on sunday this coming oh i guess like it's it's it's, it's out now it's out now if you're listening wow so thanks so much for listening to us uh and listening to james james is amazing if you haven't make sure that you're following him um, we'll leave all the links in the description uh, in the description of the podcast as well. Um, James, if you want to quickly tell us your handles and then we'll link them so everyone knows where to follow you. Oh, yep. So my elopement of weddings is uh, at who shot the photographer. Um, and my film work is uh, at shoot film die hard at uh, shoot film dot die hard. Perfect. So we'll leave those linked. Make sure you check out James' work. Bloody book in a session with him. Go adventuring out somewhere. You are literally going to love everything about it. So, Mm. again, thank you, James, for joining us. Um, It's been bloody awesome. Thanks, guys. You too. It's been amazing. All right. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.